Alright, hey there anime fans, this is Amazing Beam here coming to you again with another interview. Today is a very special day. Today we are joined by someone special from Ego Manga, which is a manga publishing company. And I'm joined with my host... Hello fans, this is I, He-Man 493, the most powerful gamer in the universe. And I am here today with my great friend Austin from Ego Manga a independent manga company and he's here to answer some questions about us uh specifically about the manga industry and how a manga is made how it looks behind the scenes because it's easy for us to sit there and read the final product but what is it about the process of how a manga is made how it's written and today we're going to also be talking about COVID-19 how Ego Manga and many other independent companies are trying to trying to get through this very very difficult time. All right, hey there, Austin. How are you doing today? Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm happy to be on a show. So, Austin, how did you come up with this idea for this company? Was it something that started at? childhood was it something that just came out of nowhere you know what made you want to start ego manga i don't know how to say it basically it's if you run a publishing comic book publishing company it's the same as a manga it's just in my opinion it's just different artistry whether you're a western style or a manga style or if you're based in the united states or you're based in japan or korea um it's the artistry of manga but the, the business practice is not any different from any um conventional american publishing company i started this 20 years ago as a fan as just a regular fan and i was um just doing some doujinshi um that's fan comics i was doing a doujinshi for dragon ball uh, i was a big fan of dragon ball z and and I don't know, I just wanted to do it and I think I went not as a fan I was just I went to uh, I was based in Houston by the way and I think I just went to a convention a small time comic book convention in Houston to show off my work and and just get get, with the, get some opinions from editors and they said it was good and all that and I don't know I think what I wanted to do back then was just I just wanted to, to have a website to showcase my um Dragon Ball Z fan comic and then I just realized that I wanted a platform for other um, independent uh, manga artists to, to get out there it wasn't really about my artwork anymore it was more I wanted to um, just be a platform for other um, American manga because that was the thing back then for me was that I wanted to showcase American manga and back then 20 years ago the regular manga fan they really were not receptive of my business goal for american manga they just thought back then only japanese um, artists can make manga you can't americans can't do it they shouldn't do it it was very it was very just um yeah, it was just very frustrated back then because I I, I read on I go to forums, popular 
anime forums and they just say so much negativity about how it should only be Japanese only to do it. That was 20 years ago. And 20 years later, that's not even, it's, everybody can do it. Whether you're Japanese, American, any country, Indian, um, 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 Brazilian, doesn't matter anymore. And the whole fan, the fan acceptance for people outside of Japan to do comics is, it's, it's great now. And there's many successful non-Japanese manga artists who are making very successful careers and having their work adapted into actual anime done by Japanese companies or or vice versa. So that stigma for Japanese only doing manga is gone and that's great. I'm happy about that. Um, Austin, there are a lot of fans that might say that the anime and manga industries are not um, they're not producing the right amount of content what I mean by that is they're producing the same amount of content they're making the same mistakes um, or they are putting out very boring stories do you believe that the mainstream anime industry has this problem do you believe that they are not living up to the standard and what do you think overall about the anime industry or manga industry specifically the mainstream I don't really have any issues with the the manga industry at large, whether it's American-based or Japanese-based. I, I don't. I think they're doing really well with the circumstances we're in with the pandemic. They're outperforming American-style um, publishers. Um, I've worked with quite a few over the past, like throughout my career, and I don't really have anything negative to, to say. I'm supportive of all manga publishers, whether they're based here in the United States or if they do their own stuff or they license their stuff out. And just the industry at, at large, I really don't have anything negative to say. All I know is that is that they're doing very well. The industry is doing very well. Um, even before the pandemic hit us, it's just been outperforming American-style comics and and it's just done really well to just in, allow people outside of Japan to to love manga. They've American um, manga publishers, those that are still around and those are gone. They've they've been very great ambassadors for just the art form of manga worldwide. So I have nothing to love for everyone. Elaborate more on some of the past uh, companies you said that really inspired you. Was it? Um... You said some of them aren't here anymore. Which ones um, really inspired you in that aspect? Yeah, well, um, I was I was really into Viz Comics back then. Well, it's Viz Media now, but in the eighties, they had um, they had um, they didn't do graphic novels. They had they published their comic books in a, in the traditional single issue um, comic book format. But I was a big fan of Viz. I think it was called Viz Communications back then. But they had, it was like the first time I, when I was maybe eight years old, back in the, in the 80s, where they just, I, I saw art, comics that was, just, 
that was amazing. Like this one called Xenon. It was a cybernetic um, sci-fi manga, but the art, the artistry, the just the format, black and white, and just the subject matter that was mature. It, it, it was very. It, it made an impression on me when I was young, mm-hmm. and I mean I was still an X Men fan and still Marvel and all that stuff, but just just the the subject matter that manga back then was handling mature stuff, gore, and things like that. It was. It really inspired me a lot, and then eventually, when I became a teenager, I kind of just saw how Marvel and DC and the likes—I have respect for them as well—but how I just felt they just just treated their properties as like just franchises in a way, where the characters don't really die; they die, but then they come back, and and there's sometimes there's progression, sometimes there's not. Sometimes whole stories are are rebooted and there's not a real emphasis on continuity. But mm-hmm. back then, yeah. manga, a lot of a lot of characters aged. Some started off as kids, and then you saw them grow up as adults and have mm-hmm. kids of their own. That, that was That's I, I saw that, and that was really I, I love that continue um, that 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 type of storytelling. So at that point, I was full full in all in on manga and i just stopped reading american um the superhero type comics for like a long time and just devoted myself deeply into manga then um okay. i'm not sure what the question was but yeah um but yeah I, I was i was really i was really motivated by biz communications back then just how they're the stories that they wrote um i mean that they published um and it got me exposed to other types of not just manga but manhwa and what what they call kung fu comics. Comics are done in in Hong Kong, so I I love I love the exposure to the Asian style um, comic book storytelling and the companies or that are gone like maybe Doctor Master was one. They were based in Fremont, California. Um, okay. Just and but and then there's a lot of indies. That I've indie indie publishers in in my area that um, that that really motivated and inspired me and and kept me engaged as a fan. Okay. Now there's now there's new stuff that I love. Like I've been been exposed to a lot of top ta- ta- Taiwanese uh, manga that I'm still trying to get involved with. I'm just still trying to trying to um, read and be a fan of. But that's that. <laughs> okay. All right, so um, Austin, I wanted to get more into the coronavirus. Um, I know that a lot of companies in the past couple of months have been shut down. Um, for example, um, Goblin Slayer's anime was shut down and scheduled to be released in 2021. Um, High School DxD Season 5 was uh, not going to be released until 2021. Um, Many anime and manga were just, they're not going to do anything this year. They're going to wait until next year. For you, how difficult is it for you to kind of get through the year um, dealing with COVID and keeping everyone safe while still putting out quality content? Right. Well, um, basically... We work from home, 
we all work remotely um, anyway, like the, the, the freelancers, the artists, we all work from home. That was kind of what we do anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the, the biggest impact is that we couldn't do um, conventions anymore. In California, all the major shows that we attended, Anime Expo, Comic-Con, Phantom and others, they were canceled, rightfully so. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a very terrible situation. I feel sorry for everyone who affected by it, especially the lives lost. Uh, but, the, but manga really, from my understanding, hasn't really been hit that bad. Even though comic book distribution, general distribution, has been affected terribly, like Diamond, they they stopped taking orders for a while, and many publishers literally had to did a pencils down and stopped making books, and and DC had to do things differently. But manga, from my from my from, I'll start with my with me with my company first. We we did okay. With, we were able to um, work with, get our books out to the stores that we were soliciting to. Like our, our books did go out to Barnes & Noble. They did go to, to Walmarts. And they're going to be out there in 2021 as well. So, and that's kind of what's the, re- the reality for manga publishers as well. They still perform on the um, mass media uh, distribution level, not necessarily the comic book direct market, but um, the Barnes and Noble's types and all that, because they're open. They don't have foot traffic a lot, but they're open. My my stuff is my stuff is in Barnes and Noble and and various bookstores, and we saw a lot a substantial increase in digital sales. Our work is on Comicsology. We also have a few apps on the. We have a streaming app on, on, I have the iTunes, the iTunes Store and, and, and Google Play Store, and we have digital content on Steam. We saw a lot of substantial increase in digitals in digital downloads and sales of our work there. Like so, um. It's terrible. The, the COVID situation is terrible. We're looking forward to some improvements and all that, but I really haven't seen any um, really bad negative impacts with our business-wise, aside from conventions. We're still making books, and we're still doing them. That's great. I mean, I know it, it can be really difficult with a lot of the businesses closing down um, and a lot of conventions closing down. That revenue can be... Um, very short or in this case revenue can be in small doses making not even what you guys are used to but you guys need to be making it work what do you recommend to other manga guys or manga businesses to do with covid what would be the steps um and how would they go about it well i can't speak for major big companies but well actually i can't actually i would encourage them to to work remotely have their team work remotely and yeah just work remotely stay safe and i would definitely recommend resisting any live events like if if there's a live event that they want to 
happened during the corona, the COVID-19 pandemic, I would encourage these publishers, artists, and manga pe people for their own safe and their, um, their, for their safe, their families and friends and coworkers to not do those shows. And so, um, everything is, everything is okay because even with all the best social distancing protocols out there, people are still getting sick regardless when it comes to mass gatherings. So for the conventions that we did, we did virtual conventions. We did Comic-Con was Comic-Con at home this year where we did um, video panel, well, we did video broadcasts um, talking about our, our work and things. It's not the same as San Diego Comic-Con where it's in person and all that. Um, but it did in a way help with our um, our digital sales um, and yeah I would just say my just my suggestion just for everyone if you work with a team to, to work on your, on your comic just do things remotely and, and when it deals with uh, printers and, and your distribution partners it's I assume they're remotely anyway, but I do that. And, and if you have to ship out your own products to your customers, I recommend definitely just your safest practice possible so that you don't get sick and you don't get others sick either. So um, good advice. Good, definitely good, good advice. Um, I, I think that it's important for all of us to be able to inform, not just companies but also other podcasters as well and fans if you are a fan or you're a podcaster or you're a company make sure you're practicing social distancing make sure that you're washing your hands make sure that you're doing the things necessary to protect yourself this is a very serious disease and in my state alone 11 over 11,000 people have passed away from this so please take precaution um, nation please Think about your loved ones and think about people that are, immu are immune uh, compromised. They would probably um, be not only high at high risk to catch it, but also could possibly die from it. So I know the masks are probably not the best thing that you guys want to have on your face, but it will keep you from spreading the virus around and infecting other people. Um, but yeah, um, we're going to take a little bit of a short break and then we're going to get into um, how you can publish your manga on Ego Manga. So stay tuned. All right, welcome back. So we are here with Austin, who is uh, one of the uh, major influencers in um, Ego Manga. He is a very passionate man who loves manga and wants to give a platform to independent manga guys everywhere so austin what is it that manga guys have to do in order to be on ego manga um is it a certain type of uh, genre they have to write um are they allowed to produce adult content um what, what would be the standard yeah, well, we're open when it comes to genres and ideas and subject matter, but we don't 
do hentai things. So anything that's just overtly sexual or I mean, well, well, what I mean by that, like there's it's explicit um, hentai stuff we don't do, but anything else it's fine. Like like any like we can do we'll do R rated and what's considered R rated or mature audience um, content and everything. Um, basically, what we're looking for when it comes to new new works, we're, we're we're always looking for new works. We're actually actively looking for looking at new titles now. Is we just want to make sure that the artwork is um, is retail quality. That if it's something that a retailer would wants to sell to their in their stores, if the artwork is 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 it just isn't. It's just too amateurish, and we just tell the the manga kai to just keep working on it, keep improving, and we'll we'll follow up some other time. But it's 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 about aesthetics, and it's it's what the retailers would want to sell to their stores. That's that's what we're thinking when it comes to when we're looking at new titles and things. When it comes to stories, I think stories are subjective. Somebody may not like one story, but other people may. There may be an audience. There's an audience for every type of story idea. But I just believe that comics is more of a visual medium first. So, especially manga. Especially manga, it has to look really nice. Well, to, to a level that, that retailers would want to... Um, buy it for their stores so they can sell to customers um i know i know i know all manga isn't very well but, but i know they're all, not all of them are sub arts or fall in the line of what looks like manga would not but um it's kind of hard to decide if if it's any good if the story is if it's good if it if the story can um if the story can carry the a poorly drawn comic, <laughs> but it's easy for it's easy for a, a good, a nice looking comic to carry a poorly written story. So that's kind of what we go by. So um, I guess um, my dream of my favorite of me becoming the ultimate hentai artist is going to be ruined. <laughs> Um, no, I'm, I'm kidding, but I think that's good. I think that there are sp specific places for like adult content, and I know there might be a lot of people who might be a little bit annoyed that they can't do that, but trust me, there are places you can do that with. Are you with, uh, with your creations? Are you looking for diversity in your creations as well? Are you looking for like female characters, strong female characters? Are you looking for african-american representation are you looking for different uh, ethnic backgrounds or is it just you really want a good story well it, the story is first but diversity is very important for us um stories first it doesn't matter if you are a woman or a person of color or or your orientation it doesn't matter it's just the story but um, it, it, it is it is actually nice that 
character that the protagonist would be is diverse. It's not it's not like a it's like the main thing, but it's it, it, it would just be nice to me personally it'd be nice to see um in that the that the uh hero uh, an, a protagonist isn't doesn't isn't the just the archetype um what it looks like. I just I, I would like to see more um diverse um um lead characters in, in comics and, and manga. Our stories <laughs> it just I guess just by design it will not by design just it's just by it just by coincidence a lot of our comics are are female driven it wasn't that we were looking for all for them it's just that the stories that we liked were just good and they just happened to be female driven um, female leads and that's fine and some of our some of our um, most high prof profile um, comics were done by um, an african-american team like it just just happened that way it wasn't we weren't trying to trying to um, go for a specific group it's just we we love everybody we want everybody um, it doesn't matter at all um, what the characters look like or who's right who's creating a story the story is first um, but It'd be it's it's nice if if um, there were people behind the the comic book panels were um, were it's diverse just so that readers out there know that that they could do it too um, and inspire a new generation of readers and and a new demographics a new audience a new region that would normally want that would normally think oh this is a uh, only a, a, a Japanese thing. I'm not really gonna get to it. But when, for example, like Nigeria, they 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 they've become a very well. It's becoming a very uh, uh, a, a a large uh, anime manga following because um, there's actually some a lot of West African manga creators out there doing their stuff on an independent level. So. It opened up that region to to buy more manga. You wouldn't think that anybody in Africa would buy manga, but when they know that there are some um, West African manga cuts out there, um, they would they want to go buy. Same thing. Same goes for um, places like India and and Central America and such. So um, it's it's just nice. I think globally. That everybody, no matter what their background, draws stuff. That was kind of our thing in the beginning. Initially, we were just our whole aim was having people who are not necessarily Japanese do manga. So it's nice that 20 years later, it's it's commonplace, and we'd like to see more of it. We'd like to definitely um, be a vehicle for more of that. But it's. That being said, it's not about race. It's not about ethnicity. It's not about gender or, or your 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 orient lifestyle. It's about the story itself. So. Oh, that's well said. I mean, we're all brown, man. We're all brown. So, besides the advice you've already given, um, I want to touch on this for kind of a closing statement. What advice would you give to any type of indie? Monokai 
or writer or usually it would be a team so the, the artist and the writer what would you give advice to these creators out there who are listening now probably uh looking forward to making their own mangas or already making their own mangas just keep doing it don't give up we all start up off as um as as fans as as um indie manga kais like i said i i started off as just doing fan comics on my kitchen table in my apartment 20 years ago not really thinking that i would have any books sold anywhere out there i just did it for, for me and for myself so my advice actually was keep doing it well okay i'll be honest with you if you want to do really good manga um, I, I do encourage uh, manga kai to do some type of fan comic like a, one of their favorite um anime out there because when you do it you try to when you're trying to do a fan comic you're trying to have your your story your artwork and the whole theme match that cartoon that professional level so let's say you're trying to do like a dragon ball fan comic you're not trying to make a, a crappy looking goku or crappy looking um bulma or anything you want to make you want to make sure that your goku looks just like that goku and that when people read your your story, it's, it's like reading Dragon Ball, like reading it from the Akira Toriyama. I'm saying this because you want to have this, have the discipline to develop the discipline to to start creating professional quality work, whether it's story or the artwork itself. So working on a fan comic will drive you to um, improve your game. It'll drive you to try to take art lessons, try to um, take um, um, many resources, anything to help you become a better writer, a better artist. So I encourage that. It's like, but if, if you're doing your own thing, um, you won't. I feel that you won't accelerate at a level faster if you're doing like a fan comic first, because you're all you're doing on the fan comic is trying to catch up, like the the professional, how it is, how you're, 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 you're. The, the comic that the, the source that you're referring to it make it motivates you more to to be better at it so but nonetheless just keep doing it keep working at it and all that but I think that doing a fan comic first will get you faster being a professional writer and artist well um, I always encourage the nation to make sure that they take the time not just to admire and watch anime and read manga but also make their own creations and contribute to the industry and you know i i know a lot of fans who say that they don't like the mainstream this is your chance to define what this mainstream can be and so i am glad that there are people like austin out there who are giving all of us a chance to really step up it's more it's not just about recording or reviewing anime or manga it's about putting where our mouths are and saying you know what if we think we have good opinions about this stuff then we should be able to really create these stories that we want to see on the screen and see how far they go no i do want to add what you said i agree what you're totally saying i left out an important thing like once you let's say you do the the the, the dojinchi route you once you get good, you you figure out you feel you figure out that you have your own artistry, and and your own way of doing things. 
it develops on its own and organically. So like when I was doing my fan comic, I, um, I discovered my own type of style of drawing and storytelling. And then, and, and, and it helped me do something different. And that's how Eggamanga started. It's not, it's not a Dragon Ball Z. There's no Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball reference in my business, but I started off as a monk, as a doing Dojinchi, but I discovered my voice, my my artistry, my talents um, that way. Once I got the understanding of, of basic structure and all that. I'm very glad that there are people like yourself, Austin. And I, I encourage um, a lot of fans, not just from our, um, the nation, our, our fans, but also manga fans and anybody who's out there. It's very easy for us podcasters and reviewers and uh, critics to sit here and say, oh, well, we think this manga is bad or oh, we think this anime is good. But it's important for us also to be able to put our money where our mouth is and actually contribute to the uh, industry and say, you know what? If we're going to do all these big reviews, then why don't we put our stuff out there and see how it how it runs? So I'm I'm always in favor of just not only reviewing things, but in the same token, putting things out there. Um, but I was going to ask um, Amazing Bean, um, did you have any questions for our guest here before we wrap things up? No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I just I did want to ask Austin, do you have um, any ways that people can kind of reach you? You know to kind of contribute to um your company and everything yeah we have our contact us page on our website egomanga.com we also have our social platforms facebook twitter where we always um reply to any messages um direct messages from from those platforms so um feel free to send an email or say hello no problem so those are the ways okay so if any creators are out there, that's a little note for you guys. Do you want to try and get some of your stuff seen? But um, yeah, I think that's about all that I have right now. Sorry, I do want to say that we do have a submission policy for creators' new stuff, new works. It's on our website. It, um, it all of our, yeah, our policy, our guidelines for what we look at is there. So that's how we look at um, new people's work, unsolicited work, the trust submission policy. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thank you. All right. Anything else, He-Man? No, I I think we're good here. Austin, you are a cool dude. You are an awesome dude. You, Thanks. You really have an amazing job, and I look forward to reviewing a lot of the manga and reading a lot of the manga you guys are going to be putting up and supporting your your goals. And you you always are welcome here on Animanga Nation anytime. So feel free to give us a shout out if you want to come back on we love to have you thank you i appreciate it thank you i've had a great time with this interview thank you very much again yep, thank you again for coming and all right anime fans that's all we have today for you guys Hope you guys check out the links that we're going to provide for you guys in the description and take it easy